the gloves are about to come off. It is time to drop your butt. <laughs> Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs Down Under. I'm Sean Ross. And I'm Ricard Fouillet. And we are talking week three of Australian Survivor, Heroes vs. Villains. Possibly the greatest, most show-stopping week we've ever seen. Wow. It was unreal. Also, apologies, I have a little bit of a cold. Pretty sick, so I'm going to sound a little nasally. Oh, Um, Yeah. Oh, lots of sniffles you're gonna have to cut out um, <laughs> but oh my god truly like unbelievable unbelievable and i i want i'm sorry we couldn't record an extra episode of just that sunday night episode but yeah oh my god it was so good super bowl what super bowl <laughs> this is the watch. super bowl I know. I'm sorry. It's my bad. (laughs) I know. Okay. Well, we're here now, and we're going to break it all down, starting with this episode seven, which is, I think, in the, like, it's got to be in the top five all-time episodes of Survivor for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hands down for me as well. I think there's always that episode from Panama that I'll always say is my favorite, where Bruce gets medevaced. Uh, I think it's <laughs> that challenge where uh, everybody says Courtney as their answers for, you know, what is a poser who's like never going <laughs> to win this game? Who do you not trust? Uh, and all the answers are Courtney and everybody's laughing at her. I think that's the same episode where Shane says the I'm going to drive up to your shitty apartment and kill you quote. Oh. It's just truly really <laughs> iconic episode of television. But this is up there with that. Yes, it is so damn good. And not just good in the sense of the personalities clashing, um, big moves being made, but just George specifically showing his mental strength and his quickness on his feet. Uh, Unbelievable. Just unbelievable gameplay. And not just luck-based, just fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they were walking into Tribal and I'm looking at the timeline on the bottom (laughs) of my screen and there's 40 minutes left. I I mean, I don't know what the stats are on this, but I feel like if that's not a record, then it's got to be close. A 40-minute Tribal Council. Granted, there was an immunity challenge in the middle of it, but like Mm -hmm. still, there was a lot of action. I do feel like last year there was one episode that we had a similar thing happen where we're like, how are we already a tribal? Mm. How are we already a tribal? It was, I, I can't remember the context, but I know yeah. we were texting each other about it. But yeah, no, Ooh, I did not see that challenge coming. A little bit of a bummer. It was a, a dud of a challenge. Mm. I mean, Liz literally at one point was just standing there with her hands on her hips saying, Liz go Geordie. <laughs> George kind of gave up too. There was just some hilarious shots of George's face through the fence, just staring at Simon, watching him complete the challenge. Uh, you know, I feel like that's because George had already in his mind come up with this plan or was coming up with it while creating that poll mm-hmm. and realized that Simon winning was the best case scenario for implementing this plan. Yeah. Since he knew he couldn't win. 
Yeah, let's rewind back to the beginning of the episode because the episode starts with tensions just getting high already between Simon and George. They've sort of been building and building, and we don't even know at this point the crescendo that it's going to reach. But here there's this great scene where Simon's going to go swimming and he's getting ready in his little uh, pink panties to go swimming. <laughs> and George is like, hey, Simon, you going to go for a swim? And Simon is, he's just had it. He's just completely had it with George. And he's like, yeah, what does it look like, mate? Uh, and oh, I love that there was so like cringe. follow up to that because that could just be one thing. But then the fact that Liz is standing there, Liz like making eye contact with the camera, breaking the fourth wall, which I mm. love. And then kind of like talking and bringing in Jordy and being like, Jordy, did you hear what just happened? And uh, I really, really loved how this played out. <laughs> it was very fun to watch. A little... You know, I will say on a personal level, it's it's a little bit cringe to see Simon in such a bad light um, because Simon is a really nice person uh, and they can make any. Now, to be fair, everything that is being shown, Simon did say Simon did snap. You know, this is all real footage, but they can make anything look a certain way when you take it out of context with the editing and it is a bummer to see who i know to be a sweet person simon look like such a fucking asshole <laughs> i mean the thing is like this is the thing about survivor is that you're living with people and you're not going to get along with them i think back obviously i've never played survivor you have you probably have some experiences like this but like you think back to any experience in your life where you're living with people like i spent a couple of summers in the middle east working as an archaeologist right? And you have to live with people in a house. It's literally like Big Brother. And it's like, I can't stand some of these people. And you yeah. like start to get really passive aggressive with them. And you get really petty with them. And you're trying not to because you're in like a professional setting. But it's really hard not to. And so I get where Simon's coming from. But yeah. it's also maybe not the best way to let it out when you are playing a game like this. Yeah. And I mean, and he must see that this alliance is kind of going on around him where we have Sporty Spice. I love the little zoom in on Liz's abs after they call her Sporty uh -huh. Spice. Uh, we have the we have Old Spice still uh -huh. at that camp. <laughs> you know, he, he needs to work a lot harder at not coming off. Even if you're pissed off, you can't show it like this. You cannot snap like this. Yeah. It's not a good look and it's so detrimental to your game. Shawnee, I don't think they can decide whether she is Baby Spice or Posh Spice because it's really flip-flopping here. I didn't even know how... I That's why I didn't bring her up because I didn't even know what to call her. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like that they might have a Ginger Spice at this point because Jordy is like all on board. After this little incident mm -hmm. about the swimming, Jordy's very much like, okay, look, this isn't great for me. And I'm realizing that... Simon just is itching to get over to the heroes and join the meat tray. And where does that leave us? Like, you know, this is not Jordy's, to, to quote Shawnee, this is not his first rodeo. Jordy's been through this. He's been on an all-male alliance. Uh, the That all-male alliance, like it worked out for some of them, but not for Jordy. And yeah. I think he's learned some lessons and to be like, okay, yeah, they are very strong and they are a force to be reckoned with. But at the end of the day, there are more of the rest of them than there are of the meat tray, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, as he says, I don't want on this sinking ship that, that Simon's so desperate to get onto. So I really like 
Jordy's approach here. And I have to say, I felt really bad for him in this episode. Yeah, they're pulling on my heartstrings with Mm -hmm. Jordy. His edit is very, you understand where he's coming from. You understand his dilemmas. Uh, They're not just showing him flip-flopping like they did with, um, what was her name? Sarah, the beauty queen. Yeah. I already forgot. (laughs) They're not showing, you know, her just flip-flopping without saying the intention behind it. They're showing him flip-flopping, but saying exactly why and what his intentions are and how this is going to further his game. They're giving us a lot more with Jordy. And so you really do feel for him. And I cannot believe we love Jordy so much. Yeah. And I, I have to pause myself because the way they can edit you to make you so loved Clearly, they've been doing something special to make Paige lovable this whole time (laughs) because they can make us turn on you so quick. So I I, I hope we continue to maintain this love for Jordy that we're feeling right now. Yeah. And he's had a good week post uh, this tribal council in this it, from the audience perspective like yeah he seems to be on the outs but i don't know how on the outs he really is like in this mm-hmm. in this last episode 9 where the tribes have swapped and he's kind of like i don't know i'm feeling like i'm on the bottom and yet all of the meat tray are kind of like uh, maybe it's time to like actually take out simon here uh-huh. uh, so i feel like jordy is kind of weaseling his way in in a good way and i mean the, the obviously the call that he got with his girlfriend like uh, oh. All very, very positive content for Jordy. I was crying so, like, I was crying so, so hard at that phone call. We haven't so really hard. talked about because I think this episode seven is where we find out about Jordy uh, having a pregnant. I don't know if it's a girlfriend or fiance, fiance. at home. Fiance. Uh, we haven't really talked about what's going on with Jordy's fiance and the ties back to his original season, where. We had a pair who was uh, who were brother in laws, and one of them was married or dating or fiancéd to uh, Sam- like dating, <laughs> yeah, to Sam Frost, who is a famous or like D-lister in Australia. She was the Bachelorette. She became a bit of a personality. She mm-hmm. uh, had her name in the headlines shortly before. Uh, blood versus water because she came out as an anti-vaxxer and so like she was around (laughs) and she was i don't even remember who she was dating to be honest with you on that season but alex he got one confessional brother right (laughs) so she had her brother and then she was dating the guy that hurt his ankle or something he was injured and medevaced out or sounds right sounds right And so that all was going on. And then before that season even aired, the two of them had broken up. And then during the season airing, she got with Jordy. So it was like kind of this wife swap that happened behind the scenes <laughs> on Blood versus Water, which was kind of wild. And now Jordy's back. And now Sam Frost is actually in the show. Not only is she in the show, but she's pregnant and mm-hmm. with Jordy's baby. And now we have like this whole other blood water dynamic going on where i feel like sam frost may show up on a future season of survivor who knows but this is where i got the most concerned about concerned it's a big way too big of a word i'm not concerned (laughs) about who wins this season but i feel like jordy doesn't have a chance in hell of winning because of us finding out about this baby right now Mm. so i had a similar thing with my season 
where uh, they didn't bring up the fact that I was hard of hearing until way later in the season. Just only because it was convenient to what was happening in the episode, not because they wanted to share who I was as a person to the audience. It just happened to be a part of the episode. And so I feel like they, if he was going to go further in the game, if he was potentially the winner, I think they would make us feel all of this, these emotions for him from the very beginning. They would have planted these seeds about him you know, missing home, and we would get a lot more emotional content from him and know about this baby way sooner than five minutes before we see Miss Frost. No, 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 but they brought up the baby in episode seven. This is episode seven. I know, but we didn't, we didn't like see Sam's call to him until episode nine. Still, it was like the same week. (laughs) But it's only episode seven. That's really early for Australian Survivor. Uh, you know, I guess I, I guess, let me pause. There are like 93 episodes per season for <laughs> Australian Survivor. <laughs> Episode seven is more than halfway in American Survivor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This feels deep. I hear what you're saying, though. I hear yeah. what you're saying that, like, I don't know if this was just quick payoff. I mean, it's whether they were thinking about the structure of the week and that we'll find out at the beginning of the week, his backstory. And then by the end of the week, we'll have this emotional moment with the phone call home. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's not long for the game. But I honestly, I feel like Jordy's like in a not bad position. Like, I feel like he could slide into the meat tray. Uh, <laughs> I feel... <laughs> Uh, I feel like he could slide into the meat tray uh, pretty easily. And sorry, I just got a visual. And I think that <laughs> he could like take that Simon spot without Simon even realizing that it's happening. I think that's already happening. And if that's the case, although I don't think the meat tray is going to be longed for this game, because mm-hmm. as Jordy said, they are very outnumbered at the end of the day. I do think that like he could slide in there, but he also has the awareness to not embed himself in that. Like he could ride it out to the merge and then sort of do mm-hmm. his own thing. Like I do feel like Jordy's in not that bad of a position right now. Oh, I, I I absolutely agree. I think he's in a very good position. I was just trying to I, I overanalyze the editing right. of a character before actually paying attention to how they're doing at this at any particular moment you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah that's totally. where i focus a lot of my attention on yeah um oh and ed- you know speaking of edit speaking of editing and what's being shown on screen that's really backtrack to uh the previous episode uh-huh. where i was discussing sign language Oh, yeah, let's talk about this because we got a lot of comments. We got yes. a lot of comments. The Australians are coming out of the woodwork to educate <laughs> us, which we appreciate. Uh, <laughs> I, I love. Hey, we learned about Poppy the previous yes, week. Yes, we learned about Poppy. Mm-hmm. This week, we learned about Australian Sign Language. Yes, which was actually very surprising to find out as much as we did about Australian alphabet, specifically the fact that they do use two hands for just the alphabet. That really yeah. surprised me. Now, but I want to call out some of you hoes who are calling me out for being s- ridiculous or silly or whatever words you would like to use. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I specifically, please go back, rewind the tape, was talking about American Sign Language and saying, to be fair, I don't know Australian Sign Language. I say it. It's on the recording. <laughs> It is on the tape. Yeah. Let the record show. But don't don't come for me 
saying that I'm in any way ridiculous. I went to a fucking deaf high school. I am part of the hard of hearing community. Don't come for me. Uh huh. So that's all. And as we yes, all know, but- <laughs> as we all know, Americans are the center of the universe, and it's not Ricard's <laughs> fault that he sees nothing outside of. Have you ever been outside of America, Ricard? Uh, when I came over to your house. <laughs> As you will be in just a couple of weeks for the premiere oh, so of Survivor 44. I know it. I know it. Uh, Toronto, uh, here I come. announced, but Ricardo will be there. So get, get your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, back to a good Survivor season. Um, okay, so <laughs> I want to, I don't know anything about 44, but I just hate the cast. Okay, so at the <laughs> immunity challenge, <laughs> like the fact that I have to do a cast assessment on 44, like I am dying inside. It is never going on the main feed. I'm sorry if you want to hear it. you got to join the Patreon because I am about to roast. Don't even do people. it. I, we don't need another two hours of y'all hating every human being. <laughs> I don't know how many episodes this is. What what is it, 12 in America? Because there's going to be 12 plus hours. Okay, so (laughs) I just can't stand these people with the merch that they're selling. Like, hey, George, I'll buy George's merch, but I'm not buying Carson Garrett's merch. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I have to to (laughs) have um, caution. Uh, when I speak I'm not asking for you to comment on anything in the here. survivor world, but uh, I will say, you know, as just like a bystander, if I take myself out of the community, I have never seen like so much content from one cast ever. Like it would like I've I've never seen it. It's pretty there's a lot. There's it's a lot. just like where was this energy when Helen Glover was on the show? Where was the <laughs> Kathy Vavrick O'Brien throw? where was the tina wesson bucket hat (laughs) where was the christy underwear (gasps) where was the eliza orleans stick there are so many merchandising opportunities that could have been a pin yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Where are the me uh, <laughs> coach temporary tattoos? <gasps> oh, yeah. I've got. Hey, I got a lot of ideas. I got a lot of. Sell ideas. it on the Patreon. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do something on the Patreon. <laughs> so okay, so I'm not getting Carolyn's t-shirts, but I am. Is that her name? <laughs> Carolyn. 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 Yeah, I'm not getting her t-shirts, but I, I'm definitely going to watch and I'll comment. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about legends today, not flops. And so <laughs> let's talk about one of the legends, and that is Jerry Old Spice. And Old Spice. I have to say that I was so disappointed that Jerry was given – I wasn't disappointed that he was given a choice – whether to stay with the villains or return to the heroes. But I was so disappointed with his choice that he made to go back to the heroes. I couldn't believe it. Pretty surprised. I was, I I did not at all see that coming. And it makes a lot of sense when you think of, it doesn't make sense from where he is on the hierarchy of the heroes tribe. It does make sense when you get to emerge 
the potential to be like, well, at least I was part of this hero's tribe and there's like 50 of them and four villains left. You know, that makes sense to me, but nobody considers you one of the 50 heroes. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it's not fair, yeah. but that's that's just the reality. So it was pretty surprising Jerry leaving, but I think I hopefully overall this will be what's good for his game. Do you think that if he knew about the choice the two days before he was given the choice that he might have made a different choice? Like, do you think that Jonathan's springing it upon him that he had already been sitting there thinking, oh, of course, I'm going back to the heroes. Here's how I'm going to play that, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that like if he had had time to ruminate on like whether he was going to stay at the villains or not, that he might have made a different choice? I do. I, you know, I could totally say that I could see him staying over there. Uh, and then I could also see that changing them not sending Jerry over because he was not hero strong. Mm. So I think they would have sent a page. They would have sent, you know, yeah. one of the meat trade. They they would have yeah. sent somebody that they know would come back because they were in a good place. So he wouldn't have had to make that choice. Yeah. Essentially. Totally. Yeah. But he did make the choice. It was very sad. And I have to say, I mean, I tweeted about this, but it is kind of wild to think that in 1998, Jerry left the Spice Girls, and I would have to relive that trauma. That trauma that we all have embedded in mm -hmm. our DNA as gay people was triggered this week on mm -hmm. Australian Survivor when, once again, in 2023, another Jerry left another Spice Girls. I know it. Just hit your vape pen to get through this. You can't write this. <laughs> they say Survivor scripted. Not this show. <laughs> You're funny today. <laughs> yeah, I'm on fire. <laughs> okay, so the villains lose the immunity challenge, and they are headed to tribal council, and we don't even know what we are in store for here. Uh, Simon's plan is to use the boys to take out George again. Um, he's going to take that shot again. Stevie comes up with Operation Anaconda, which is like a snake, and that there is a code word. <laughs> Thank you. There's a code word. Uh, there are two code words. One might be triggering to you, Ricard. I'm so sorry, but we have to bring it up. Uh, mango means go, go, go. The plan is go. We are voting for George. Papaya means abort. And if anybody uh, should have aborted their papaya uh, endeavors, that would have been you, right? Yes. So papaya. Yeah. We, we didn't hear it. It, it, it didn't get said, uh, but maybe it should have been. Mango was said at one point. I was, uh, Mango I was, was said. But that was, was hilarious to me that Simon actually took the time to say, we're good. Mango. We're all, I was like, did we really need to say this? <laughs> this is the thing. I feel like the way Simon interacts with Stevie, and we've seen this back to earlier episodes as well. Like There was something that Simon, we talked about this, that he was explaining to Stevie. I feel like it was, oh, it was about Mimi looking through the cookie jar. There was that scene where Simon's like talking to Steven. He's like, so somebody was digging in the cookies and we think it was Mimi. Uh -huh. And he's just like really spelling it out for Steven. Like Stevie's a smart guy. Uh, and yeah. I just. However, <laughs> with the cookies, Stevie thought it was gravity. <laughs> he was like, yes, gravity. Gravity. Well, you know, is a logical person. He's walking through every potential scenario. So like, uh, I think, I think. I give Stevie the benefit of the doubt here, but mm -hmm. I, I do feel like there's something that's like the way that Stevie 
kind of is shown where Simon's true loyalties lie in this tribal council, which is which is to Simon alone, and kind of doesn't consider working with him moving forward and is really ready to join George and the Spice Girls, I feel like is both a testament to Stevie's perceptiveness and like where he really fell in with that alliance of boys that clearly Simon, then Jordy, then Frazier, then Stevie, and that Stevie was on the bottom of that alliance. But also that George picked up on that and could show Stevie and had this brilliant way of showing Stevie that like, you are not as important to Simon Mm -hmm. as Simon is to you. Do you know what I mean? And so uh, I I really like Stevie coming to that realization uh, through this insane series of events. Yeah. Um, So Stevie and George have that talk and Stevie's really buttering George up in his mind. This is like, he's trying to lull George into a false sense of security, but ultimately this is going to come back to play in the tribal council. I just loved how everything we saw really set up all the pins that were going to be knocked down by George at tribal council. Oh, absolutely. And then I even had a moment of feeling like, I wonder if Stevie is going to feel guilt that he was trying to lead George on in that moment. And then realizing that moment saved me. Yeah. Damn, I I, sh- I I feel so bad what I said. Because he seems like he he's somebody that does feel guilt when, like, heavily sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. I agree. Like, Stevie seems to play with ethics and morality mm-hmm. as well as strategy but he he does seem to sort of like be like or um hold himself up to some standard right um which yeah. is something we don't often see on survivor anymore and so i appreciate that about him but also like the way that this comes back i i do wonder how he felt about it like that would be an interesting thing to ask stevie i i do love that there is a scene before tribal council where Jordy does talk to Frazier and he gets like confirmation that they're ready to vote out Simon. So everything is teed up for Simon Blindside moving into tribal council. And Jordy mentioning the idol to George. I did not see that coming at all. Not only to George, but to George, Shawnee. Was Liz there? Maybe. I can't remember. Probably. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Jordy was really ready to jump ship. You know what I noticed the most about this episode, though? I could, and I'm sure somebody could find one, maybe. I could not uh, pinpoint a single a single Frankenstein conversation. Hmm. There was not, I, I just felt like every conversation was happening organically. It was straightforward. We weren't getting any fake bullshit. It was Jordy was willing to take out Simon. Simon wanted to take out George. Uh, with Stevie being about, you know, like everything was very straightforward, to the point, accurate. I didn't see a lot of, uh, but, uh, this, uh George. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was legit. It was a yeah. very, very good episode. Yeah, that's- And we really weren't good... even to tribal yet. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. And I think it's because, because of all the twists and turns that tribal was going to take, we were actually able to be shown the entire plan pre-tribal, which is so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And that was a really fun plan. Like, it would have been great to see Jordy and Fraser turn on Simon, take Simon out with what he thinks is an idol in his pocket. Uh, That all would have been really incredible to see. And yet, it was going to be amped up 200% still. So, Question. Yeah. Do you think 
Now, with Americans Forever, I, I truly, in my heart of hearts, do not think they go above and beyond to try and manipulate the outcome of certain players. I think they're just letting things happen. Maybe they'll throw in some twists, whatever. Do you think the fact that Simon had that cookie idol, whatever it is, and Simon was very likely going to be going home, that they threw in this immunity challenge? Maybe they had always planned it. Maybe they had always planned it for a tribal council twist. But do you think they threw it in knowing he would likely win it? So that that cookie could still be in the game? Because we didn't we didn't know about it yet. Like, you can't go home. Mm-hmm. It's very, very suspect to me. Yeah. And I'm not sure whether they did it to keep the cookie idle in the game. I think if I was putting myself in their shoes, I would be like, it's too early to end this story of Simon versus George. Mm-hmm. That would be my concern and that they would want Simon to stick around. Although it would have been like so iconic for Simon to go home again, pre-merge again with what he thinks is an idol in his pocket. Yeah. Like that would have been hilarious to see. But I could also understand them kind of like wanting to be able to give Simon an opportunity to keep himself in the game because of the drama that it's provided. Yeah. And I mean, and we got to see again firsthand the second travel starts of what is so iconic and amazing about the George and Simon drama. Their conversation was one of the most cringe things ever. Like, we have to chop chop off the week, I think George says. And then Simon saying, you can't vote for yourself, mate. Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> so brutal. And George being like, thank you, thank you for pointing that out, Simon. And the whole time, George with his head wrap on, which is an iconic Survivor fashion look. Uh, mm-hmm, immediate mm-hmm. iconography from George. And yeah, I, I think that like the tensions were just so high and it's so ready to explode. And I really was concerned, like we talked about last week, that that they were hyping up this tribal council and we were really worried that it was going to be because things were going to come to physical blows or mm-hmm. really personal, personal attacks. Yes. And some of these attacks were personal, but like not to the point of, I mean, we've seen much worse, right? Like we've seen like life ruining attacks. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't that, but I was like, the whole time you're watching this, you're watching through the lens of that trailer and the hype that was built around this tribal council. And already before they even announced the twist, I'm like, yeah, this is tense. Mm -hmm. Like I was really feeling it. You're just waiting for the next thing and waiting for the next thing. And that almost makes it more effective because you continue waiting and then you continue to be surprised. And it's like, you know. George pulls out his idol and you think that's it. And then, and then he's like hammering Simon. You think that's it. And then the vote vote for Fraser comes out and then that's it. Like (laughs) it was just like built and built and built and built. And it was like, you were going on a roller coaster and you're going up and up and up and up. And you could never like quite reach the ledge where you were going to come back down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So fun. So good. Should we talk about that immunity challenge? Cause there was some great stuff in there as well. Um, I mean, the main thing that stood out to me was Liz just standing there not doing the challenge. <laughs> um, but no, George coming up with clearly two full plans in the over the course of this, because he comes up with a plan, tells everybody we're going to flush the idol and we're going to vote out Steve. Which, in my mind, the fact that he was saying it so loud, in retrospect, I'm realizing he said it loudly 
so that he could have that everybody's mind could be like, oh, we're definitely going to vote out Steve. But then mm-hmm. he did a little second secret whisper. It's actually going to be whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> the real estate. Fraser. Why can I? I can never remember. His you don't name. have to think about it after this. Okay. <laughs> okay. I won't get ahead of myself, but him, him being voted out and having probably the worst tough, uh, <laughs> Torch snuffing of all time. No one gave a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Fraser. It was sad. Wow. He's selling multi million dollar properties. He's fine. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, what I loved in this challenge was like the continuation of the poking that George and Simon do to each other, where Simon's kind of like, oh, yeah, you've done this challenge before, right? How did that go? I, I seem to remember you giving up or quitting or something like that. And George is like, oh, uh, how would you know that? You weren't there. Oh, yeah, you were voted <laughs> out already. You didn't make the merge. And it's like, you remind me of that every day. <laughs> so Just great stuff. Big babies. Big babies. babies. <laughs> and I love it. I want more. We also um, got an we... iconic uh, JLP line here because we, were, we talked about how JLP has not been doing the innuendo during the challenges. Yeah. Do you remember what that line was, Ricard? Um, something about his pole getting through the hole. I, I forget. Close. That's a little <laughs> explicit. He said, Simon, teasing that ring with his pole. And Simon <laughs> and even said explicit. something about it. He was like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> now, after Simon wins... Do we think Simon's crying is real? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. And I felt for him in that moment. I was like, I want you to go home and I'm mad at this twist and I'm mad that you're safe and this amazing plan can't be pulled off. But I also feel for you that like, I do think that he really, really, really wanted an immunity win. And I think it was genuine. Yeah. And he may have felt like he did say he felt like he was going to get a few votes. And so he may have felt that he was possibly in trouble. Yeah. Do you think he would have played the cookie idol? That is a really good question. Um, I do th- I do think that he was confident that George would get the most votes. I think the only concern is whether or not George might have had an idol. And while he seemed shocked when George did pull it out, you can't assume that George doesn't have an idol at that point. Like, mm-hmm. George, th- he's literally the cockroach of Bankstown. Like, you can't assume that he can't save himself do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it has to be going through your mind and so if anything he might have played it just to be absolutely sure but hard to say it was so cringe after the immunity idol and tribal starts back up again and the girls go over to simon and they're trying to have a conversation and he just says no we're gonna sit down like he would he refused he wanted nothing to to do with it I oh I hate secondhand embarrassment so much. <laughs> well, and then he, he not only does he do that, but then he sits down and he's like, "Okay, so yeah, the, the the plan, you know, the plans had to change." And then George just starts calling shit out, and he's like, "Well, I thought the plan was Stevie, so must have changed a couple <laughs> times." And this is where you just see that like George has nothing to lose. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be on the other side of George in this situation because you cannot win. And I felt like this Stevie stuff that he played with Simon, both before and after the vote, was just incredible and genius because we have to point out that 
He says this about Stevie and Stevie's confidence. You can see starts to shake in Simon in this moment, like he's buying it. And Stevie brings up, Hey, I heard that you're, you were saying my name at the second tribal council. Well, let's look back at what happened at the second tribal council. And we talked about this on the podcast. George cast a stray vote for Stevie. And we Mm -hmm. said at the time, why did he do this? Was this a situation where I think it was Sam cast a vote for Sandra around this time Mm -hmm. as well in uh, Blood versus Water and that that was like something that she was using to plant and and sort of like sow discord in the tribe and between Sandra and other people. It was a a fruity or um, juicy. Fruity Dave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and so like lo and behold i think that's what we have here is that and like how george could see this ever coming i don't know i mean like it's really a shot in the dark at that point that he like puts this stray vote on stevie hangs on to that as potential ammunition there are a thousand scenarios where that never has to come up again but because george just has the world fall in his lap at any given time. He has this moment where he can be like, yes, yes, your name was being shopped around and you got to vote at that tribal council. And like that further shakes Stevie's confidence in Simon. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. so genius. So good. And also don't ever bring up shot in the dark again. Sorry. What a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so th- then they, they, they split off again. I think this is where George finalizes the plan. Cause I think he had the plan. He did say he was going to flush the idol. He said he was going to cause a world war three between the boys and they split off again. And then we see him talking, the Spice Girls are talking and they kind of go like, yeah, that sounds good. That's the plan. I think that's when he says, okay, vote for Fraser. Right. Mm-hmm. They come back. Jordy's playing the peacemaker this whole time. He's kind of like, everybody chill out. We don't need to treat each other like assholes. Uh, George is talking about, or Simon's talking about how he lifts people up. George is like, lifts people up. You called me weak an hour ago. Liz is on his (laughs) side. Like, I loved Liz in this because she was just like, so inconsequential kind of, but being like, "Uh, yeah, uh," (laughs) just giving like her, her hand motions and her like rolling of the eyes. Very great. So when it comes time to vote, I think it's really funny that they show Simon's voting confessional <laughs> because he says he says he says this speech to, aimed at George because he's voting for George and he says, "Look, just don't forget the people you stepped on on your way to the top, and you need to <laughs> treat people with respect and human decency." And it's like, Simon, I love you. I still want you to bully me in my DMs. I haven't heard from you. <laughs> But I do have to say that, like, based on the edit we've seen, you could take a little of your own advice here. Because the whole thing was about how George was feeling belittled by Simon, not just at this tribal council with the weak comment, but, like, with everything else, right? Like, we've talked about in the previous week. So I, I mean, yeah, I mean, even right before the votes, Jordy says, let's not be nasty to Simon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have also George with an iconic voting confessional where he says Simon no one is a bigger warmonger in this game than me and I am about to blow shit up (laughs) which like at that point I was still like I don't know so what he's gonna play his idol so what yeah Jordy's gonna go home like that's not really blowing shit up I, I still had no idea what was in store for us. Yeah, I definitely think 
we're so used to being um, told something massive and epic and amazing is coming that we always know, like, it's not actually going to be that great. So there's always something in the back of my yeah. head of like, okay, this might still be a flop. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so as Stevie is voting with his beautiful penmanship, George pulls oh, out mm. his idol and puts it on. It's just such great timing because, Ricard, you've played Survivor. Is this not quiet time? So, yes, we are not supposed to be speaking. We're technically not supposed to be looking at each other. And, I mean, you know, as a technicality, George didn't do anything wrong by pulling out the idol I during that time. But, yeah, you're not supposed to talk. And I don't talking. think he actually... I like I yeah, you're not supposed to be speaking. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's quite I do time. think yeah. like I, I mean I assume it's the same rules on Australian Survivor. I don't know. But I assume it is, but it's like this is exactly the opportunity where it's like we can bend the rules here. Yes. I feel like there was a I mean, especially with what was happening after the votes are read, I cannot imagine that ever being something that was acceptable in American Survivor. Yeah. Like, but no. still, if it happened, Jeff would be <laughs> peeing his pants. He'd be so oh, happy. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Plus, but the r- players make the rules now. But the rules of Survivor State, <laughs> <laughs> per the rules, yeah, no, yeah. that that they were taking a lot of liberties, and you know what? I'm I'm glad they let it play out the way they did because it was fantastic. Yeah, and so that's sort of like S- S- Simon is saying. Oh, so who are you sending home, George? And then George starts his absolutely brutal attack on Simon, saying, like, are you going to live up to your words? Are you going to play your idol for Stevie uh, and send Jordy home? Because it's better, basically, the devil you know than the devil you don't. You've got a traitor in your midst. And it's just, like, Shakespearean how it's oh, playing Oh, poor Jordy. It's just incredible. And he says, you've been played, Simon, and it wasn't by me. It's just every line that came out of George's mouth was like, I screamed louder than the last line. And the fact that he didn't even have to, I mean, there was really very little that needed to be done to prove to Simon that Jordy had betrayed him. Because Jordy was the literal only one that knew about this idol. Like, there's there's nothing else. It's not like every other season of American Survivor where you tell 17 people you have an idol and then you're shocked that everybody knows. This was a true stab me in the back moment for Simon. And where Jordy's just resigned. Like he's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to try to talk my way out of this. Look, we were coming Mm -hmm. for you. Here's why it's a good explanation. It's a good reason. And that George, I mean, Stevie says it, right? Like he's got us from all angles. Like George really held them all hostage at that tribal council and just saying, look, all of these people have voted for Stevie. I wonder though, I mean, I guess during the immunity challenge, uh, they did tell Jordy and Fraser that the plan was to go to Stevie. We heard them say, go to the next in line, which was Stevie. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there were any other conversations at tribal after the immunity challenge where they reinforced that or if, Fraser and Jordy were just always on board with that. It is interesting to me that they did continue to vote that way Mm -hmm. because they could have 
voted for a Spice Girl, right? Like they could have voted for Shawnee, let's say. Oh, no, I guess they would have voted for George. They likely would have voted for George, but yeah, they, they still would have, have all of the Spice Girls voting against them. And they would have needed Simon to be on the same page. Well, I guess Simon would have been on the same page with Simon or with getting out George. So they could have done it. They could have just done it and been, been like, we'll deal with, we'll deal with um, Simon at a later date. But they were Did really they think ready. George had an idol at the time? Did they think he had they one? Didn't, even they didn't know that? Did they think it? I don't know. I think that they really were banking on working with George. I think they wanted to work with George. Hmm. They probably have seen like that George is a loyal ally. Uh, as we know, he was a loyal ally. He's he's as he said, like uh, when he's trying to make his deal with Simon, I can become an ally to somebody who once was my enemy, as he did with Haley and Brayden versus Braun. And so like, I mean, George, George's track record shows he's a good person to be an ally to. You know, if I was Jordy, I still would have voted with George because we are now seeing the deterioration of Stevie from Simon. Um, if they've tried to vote out, that they likely assumed that Stevie was going to be voting no matter what with George. So that's four votes. They would have lost Eve anyway. I kind of forgot about Stevie. So the Spice Girls plus Stevie. Wait, say that again. Okay, so when I was saying that they could have still gotten out George, yeah. it's because I forgot Stevie was on the tribe, and I thought it was going to be three votes against three votes. Right. But there are seven of them, and Stevie was not going to... He was Stevie, at that point, probably was so clearly on George's side that they're going to vote out whoever George says. No, but Stevie was always voting for Simon at this point. But Simon was immune, so they Sorry, can't vote for Simon. Sorry, was voting now. with Simon. He was always voting for George. And But this whole blow-up had already happened, right? Before they actually vote. Yeah. This blow-up of, like, uh, Stevie, Simon doesn't have your back, and this idol exists, and blah, blah, blah. Like, No, I, but I the votes still- had already been cast at that point. Like, it wasn't until Stevie was voting... That George pulled out his idol and was like, everyone's voted for Stevie. Simon, are you going to save Stevie? What, what's our, our uh, I guess, what's our conversation then? Jordy didn't like, know why, that why George did, was turning so, against him. Yeah, the question is, Simon is immune. Uh-huh. Why does Jordy vote for Stevie? Because he's I know it's because he wants George. to work with George, but is this the right, is Stevie the person that he wants to, draw that line in the sand for that he says simon i'm no longer with you i feel like it would be cleaner for him to stick it out vote for george okay imagining that in Jordy's mind george doesn't have an idol and whatever everything's going to go to plan um but he could have already done that from the very beginning and he felt that george was always the better choice to stick with and if not george at least shawnee and liz and that side and not be a part of a meat tray of any sort yeah so there's it so much, there's so many breaks in this tribal council, it's hard to keep everything I know, I know. straight. But yeah, no, I think he had already determined, maybe this isn't for Stevie's sake at all, but just this is the better side to be on regardless. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's how he felt. Um, yeah. But it's not as clean as what he wanted, right? Like he wanted to cut the head off the snake, and instead he tried cutting the tail off the snake. Mm-hmm. And that didn't work. Uh, Jordy's left in the worst position of all. I mean, Fraser's left in the worst position of all because he's <laughs> getting his torch snuffed. Um, 
Jordy's left in the second worst position of all. Stevie suddenly has a new alliance. Simon Mm -hmm. is left in a terrible position where he's lost Jordy, or at least he can no longer trust him moving forward. Um, He has fully lost Stevie, and he has no hope in hell with Liz or Shawnee. I thought it was interesting that at one point Simon... Uh, includes Liz and Shawnee and like the four people I want to work with moving forward. It's like, what? Since when? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also other iconic things to talk about George swinging the idol in the air. Don't think we brought that up yet. Now, can we discuss why do we think the idol tattoo placement is on George's hand? It might just be where he wants it. Okay. It also might not be his last idol in the game. Uh, but then he would have a third idol tattoo. It, <laughs> no. Well, he doesn't I, I have think... to. You know, he doesn't have to have a third idol tattoo. Like he had, the, he had multiple idols in uh, Brains versus Brawn. It does seem he was swinging it around with his right hand, which is the hand okay. Of the tattoo that on. could be it. That could be it. I would buy that for sure. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, yeah, the twists and turns in this tribal council just like absolutely killed me. I had. Tears in my eyes watching it. And I didn't see any of it coming until there was only one thing that clued me in on George's plan, which I think you and I discussed right afterwards, of him saying, Stevie, when you wake up tomorrow morning, you know who to trust, something along those lines. And I was like, why the fuck does that matter? Stevie's going to be a Ponderosa. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was the only thing I was like, why would George care how Stevie feels when he wakes up if he's not going to be... Working, with, there's no opportunity. Why even say that? And that's yeah. the only thing that sort of tweaked in my mind that I was like, something's going on here. And I, but even then, I was like, if anything, it's Jordy they're going to send home. But no, mm-hmm. how brilliant to send home Fraser and like mm-hmm. completely because I think I assume Simon had a closer relationship with Jordy than he did with Fraser, and so the backstab yeah. is bigger from Jordy. So mm-hmm. keep him in the game. Do you think it was a mistake on George's part to? Betray Jordy like that. Um, I think it could be a mistake. Well, not necessarily a mistake. I think Jordy's going to be in such a vulnerable position that uh, it's not really going to matter. He's going to need George in the future if there was not a tribe swap. So I think there's that argument to be made. I think the fact that they targeted Sarah just the week before for being, playing both sides... Um, and Jordy was a part of that. And now Jordy was doing the same thing. And it's like, how come Sarah has these repercussions for playing on both sides, but you don't? That's a fair stance to to take, you know? Like, how do I trust you, Jordy? How do I know that you're not going to turn on me last minute? I don't know. You turned on your best friend. You turned on your mm-hmm. closest ally. This was my way of having insurance uh, that you couldn't fuck with me. I, I, I think... I think there are plenty of arguments to be made for George to Jordy. Yeah, I hear you. I, d- I want, like, at the end of the day, I think George played this absolutely masterfully. Yes. And I was completely in awe watching it go down. The only hesitation I had was, like, did he need to burn Jordy so badly? And I think time will tell on that. Because Jordy well, could have like a whole revenge Kill Bill thing going on. Maybe, but George is such a big target 
to have any kind of ammunition against Jordy to make him a shield in any capacity of just like, oh, don't work with Jordy. Did you hear what he did? He turned on his best friend, Simon. Mm. Can you believe it? Anything like that. Because George has always been on George's side. George has always been a part of the Spice Girls. George has not flip-flopped in any way. He has always extended a hand out for Stevie. Um, and he approached Simon and he approached Jordy. I think he approached Jordy in like episode two saying we could be friends and have a secret alliance and no one would suspect it. And George never flip-flopped. It was Jordy. Jordy's the one who never fully committed to George from the very beginning mm. until this episode. So mm. Jordy really is the one who was inconsistent. It was never George. So yeah. many J-sounding names. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Okay, and anything by else to say about this tribal? <laughs> Just how awkward it was that nobody, like, that they actually had to shush everyone and be like, Fraser's being voted out. Let's look at Fraser. And, Come on, let's get Fraser's yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> very sad, very sad for Fraser to leave. Uh, also, we, we still, even by the end of this week, we have not had a returnee voted out of this game. Amazing. We've had Jackie um, leave because of a medical evacuation. But literally only newbies have gone home, mm-hmm. which is and insane. somehow that's not a part of the conversation. It's not even like no. being talked about on screen, at least. No. Not once. Wild. You would think that they could, like, that would be an extra rallying point against, say, George, right, in episode nine, mm-hmm. um, that they could pull in. I don't know. That, that that could convince Jerry, right? I don't think Jerry cares yeah. about that, though. Look, the problem is they just don't have the right mix of people to give a shit about this, I think. Yeah. But it's also their fate that's like, I mean, they're in the minority now. But like, even if it doesn't continue with time, this conversation of voting out uh, the returning players, the fact that it was not even mentioned one time in the first episode when every other returning season, that's just part of the conversation. They've had their chance. Yeah. No, it's focused on Haley being a winner, but it's like, I think there's other things. And Shawnee playing three times, right? Yeah. Didn't somebody yeah. bring up that Shawnee had played three times? Only Shawnee did. I oh, think she brought she it up did. herself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyways, incredible tribal council. I don't know if we'll ever see anything like it again. Like, it was it's just a level of gameplay that i haven't seen on survivor in many years i feel like and certainly not on or certainly not on u.s survivor no offense but uh just like the level of twists and turns the way that george came up with this on the fly it seemed like was just like he is the king of survivor and he was right they were all getting a lesson we got a lesson there's nobody like him uh we are blessed to be watching him play survivor i feel like <laughs> i am honored to be watching and even talking about this like i feel like a dumbass talking about this season because i'm like if george ever listened to this he'd be like 10 steps ahead of me and he'd be like you idiot like you didn't even catch this um, so <laughs> I, I i'm just in awe of george well george does listen so <laughs> well hi george hi okay let's move on to the next episode then because we've got the george dramatics are paying dividends because stevie is weeping at the spice girl's feet Uh, he is thanking liz and shawnee saying i'm with you for good what a full circle moment for shawnee and stevie's relationship totally totally. yeah so that concern you had in our second recap of like oh it's just gonna bite shawnee there we go yeah Yeah. 
But also we have Shawnee and Liz talking about how they want to protect Jordy moving forward. I mean, like this isn't really going to come to much because uh, of course the heroes are going to end up going to tribal in this episode. And then there's going to be a swap, but mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. They were having this conversation without George uh, saying, you know, like, you know, we can work with Jordy and like Jordy might be a, an asset for us to use. And so we may have a ginger spice coming back to the spice girls. Maybe it's interesting. We have a ginger who could be in ginger spice, but there's also a Jerry, but Jerry's not ginger spice. Jerry's old spice. But in the real world, Jerry Hallowell is both ginger spice and old spice <laughs> being the oldest member of the spice curls. And like, there's always been a conspiracy theory that she's actually like 10 years older than she's always claimed to be a conspiracy oh theory God. that Mel B continues to push to this day. You are too much. (laughs) (laughs) I just think people should know that. It's really important. I mean, the the way the Spice Girls are figuring into this season of Australian Survivor is wild. Like, it's all the time. (laughs) And it's just out there. Like, I couldn't believe at the auction in episode nine that they're, like, all hugging going, Spice Girls, Spice Girls. I, that, maybe it was just so obvious that it didn't even matter at that point, but that was pretty surprising that George... It felt like one of George's very few moments of not thinking about the longevity of his game and it just instead just thinking about friendship and like what he wanted in that moment instead of being strategic. But mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't matter in his mind because he has so many backup plans on top of his backup plans. He's like, fine, yeah. I can explain this and get around it. But yeah, you know, who you choose to take to a to a reward is a big deal. And he just chose his besties yeah. <laughs> and danced around with them. Yeah. Uh, before we get there. So Shawnee finds a hidden immunity idol at the villain's camp. And it's so interesting how this happens because she just picks up a big stick and then under it, she sees that symbol, which of course, Ben finds a cookie idol in mm. the rice and beans. And he somehow- Weird spot. Yeah, totally weird spot. weird spot. They've had this rice and beans for how long? Yeah. And now he just happened to be checking around. I mean, I I could believe that it's like similar to the cookies that it's like, you know, at the bottom. And so it's just surfacing now. Mm. I could believe that. Mm. I'm Look, I'm willing to give it that. What I'm not willing to give it is that this fucking coconut with the exact same symbol has been sitting in plain sight of the well, the well that Haley checked 20,000 times yeah. in the first week and found nothing. I am not willing to believe that that has always been there. Oh, definitely. Now, I, I now I did, however, give some grace to the Haley idol being there, even though where it was was still way too obvious. But yeah. the, I, um, where Haley was looking around because George had just played. I'm getting all flustered. The Shawnee idol. Let me backpedal. Let me. Yeah. Shawnee. Yeah. yeah. Because George had played an idol, they just put an idol back in the game. Makes perfect sense. Love it. Yes. But Haley's idol, bullshit. Makes no sense. Don't get it. I, well, it's I not Haley's idol. It's Ben's idol. I know, but I, I'm. I, it, it belonged to Haley. It, it's Haley's. It belonged to Haley. <laughs> she put that in the Haley's work. idol. And yes. this is the thing. Okay, so I don't think that Shawnee's idol, her first idol, the one that she finds at camp. I don't believe that that is George's rehidden idol. I think there's always two idols. I think there was always going to be 
I say always, always in air quotes, going to be two idols at each camp because we had the idol that George found, which was just in the roots of a tree, a normal location. Uh, They never got a clue for that, but that might be because they were so shit at rewards. I don't know. Uh, But on the Heroes Tribe, they did have a clue and it was similarly hidden in like a normal location, right? And so that's Sean's idol. Now, Shawnee finds an idol because there's a symbol that is pointing her to that idol. What we know now is that the cookie idol is meant to be a, a clue to find, you know, locate that symbol and there you will find a hidden immunity idol. Uh, do we know that? I don't think we know that. I think Ben just assumed that and somehow it encouraged him to look around for an extra 10 minutes and he found an idol. Then why do they have the exact same symbol on them? I mean, all the idol, everything's the same. Like and the, what? That, so you believe that the cookie idol might it. still be something that's not a clue? I don't think it's a clue. I still think it's currency. Hmm. I've always thought it was currency. See, I've changed my mind on that. <gasps> I thought the way they presented Ben talking about that was like that he was absolutely 100% correct. Hmm. I thought it was just a way to acknowledge why he was searching even more hardcore for an idol. Mm. Out of the blue, like seemingly out of the blue. We haven't seen him look for idols, right? And so out of the blue, he finds this cookie and he's like, this must be a clue, right? It must it must be a clue, maybe? And then he finds an idol and that's just like, oh, look, I took more time out of my day to search because I found this thing. But- how how could that even be? It gave him no direction. It gave him I nothing. Mean, like, look, I, I'm not saying it's good, but I do think, I do think there's something to the way they presented Ben finding it, talking about it, and then searching and finding an idol that I was like, and zooming in on the symbol uh, on the coconut that I was like, okay, but- it seems to me they're telling us that like this is meant to be like it's like look for this symbol. Do they need that? No. Well, because no, because if that you wouldn't saw even that make symbol sense. in the wild, it's like, of course, look at it. It's not like you would see that and be like, oh, that's nothing. But okay, okay, let's say it is a clue, right? Mm-hmm. Then there would be one automatically for each camp to have a clue. Why would the villain's one be in a reward item? That doesn't, like, that's not something that's just a camp. It wouldn't have yeah. already been there. Agreed. That was something, yeah. So I'm not saying it makes sense. And I mean, based on without trying to get too ahead, based on the uh, trailer for next week's episodes, which clearly we don't find out in the first episode because they said we'll find out next week. No, they're just trying to hype us up for, to watch all three episodes. We're going to find out the what the cookies mean. And if it was we just are? clue, yeah, they said it in the trailer. I haven't seen the, the trailer. trailer. <gasps> Yeah, no, they are trying to hype up next week by saying we discover the meaning of the cookies next week. Oh. Yeah, no, they have they have a purpose. We just don't know what it is. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll um, take it back. Now, this is where I'm getting peeved. I tried to wash my hair with well water once. And I got in so much trouble Uh, and told, you absolutely cannot do this. Well, Ricard, you can't dunk your whole head in. I didn't dunk my whole head in. I used the (laughs) ladle 
it's so deep it like no i can't i'm joking (laughs) genie's got you by the feet (laughs) she can hold me but um they have a whole cutesy scene of them washing each other's hair with this well water which is like your limited resource there so it just bothers me and liz and shawnee i'm very happy for you two that they allowed you to wash your beautiful hair uh but they would they were homophobic on my season and they would not let me (laughs) Uh okay let's keep going (laughs) okay (laughs) uh well i love at the heroes camp that jerry is back and we're finally finding out what the reaction to jerry coming back was because we didn't have time for that last episode Mm -hmm. and he's basically sitting there everybody's gathered around to like hear war stories from the villains camp and jerry's basically like screw you guys the meat tray's on the top everybody else is on the bottom and i might not i i might not stick with you and everybody's like okay (laughs) (laughs) well page was all page this is the beginning of page's downfall in the edit of like i don't know if your hero's strong she says at one point like what the fuck lady just because you didn't get to go over oh i did not like page's demeanor Paige is up to a lot. Paige is up to a lot in these couple episodes. Boy, does she go down in flames. Gosh, yep. (laughs) But it's really funny how Paige has sort of like adopted the language that Rogue was using against Paige, which is like, you're not like, you're not a hero. And then she's kind of like using that now against other people. Mm hmm. Uh, and jerry wasn't having it they didn't vote against me not like you bastards he says to page (laughs) (laughs) okay uh i love when they went to the immunity challenge that george just basically like lays out all of the events the wild events of their last tribal council for the heroes it's so funny how he does it fabulous it's like he should host this podcast because he did it way more succinctly than we did Mm -hmm. Um, and then the fact that he outs simon uh for having an idol he makes it clear he played his idol so don't worry if you see me in the future i don't have one (laughs) yeah i really felt like he was more trying to tell this all to Haley. like Haley, just so you know this is this is what's gone down and uh, like i mean we know that they've been anticipating a tribe swap so i feel like it's a little bit of like keeping a big target on simon to be like he has an idol right Mm -hmm. i don't like don't look don't look at me i'm just poor little george but big yep. old Simon, he's got an idol. Yep. Uh, with they, they're playing this ab buster game where they're paired up, and Shawnee and Liz are just incredible on this. They're so good, unbelievable. And you know something for Shawnee to know exactly how long she lasted the time she played this before. Maybe I'm just dumb. I don't remember how long I lasted in anything. Like well, I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> That's like we were talking to. Parvati during Survivor 43 uh, because she had played that challenge where you hold your breath under a grate and Mm -hmm. uh, this was the one where Carla and Owen, I'm using air quotes so it's smarter the challenge. Broke the game! (laughs) Um, And we told Parvati how long she lasted, which was like a decent amount of time. It was like 45 minutes or something stupid and she was like what like i can't believe i had no idea i thought like maybe five minutes it's like mm-hmm. perfect this is an iconic challenge that you played in like get it together yeah i mean <laughs> yeah, i don't know it, but for shawnee to be like two hours five minutes two hours and five minutes she knows i'm glad she's on her survivor wiki page all the time probably as she should be 
Shawnee is so, so iconic. Like, I feel like such a dumbass for not watching her seasons. I mean, I'm going to get around to it. I just haven't had time. But, like, I can't wait now to discover the legend of Shawnee. Because she's... I wonder if we're going to see it from the very beginning, though. Or if we're going to have, like, a Parvati where we're just like, oh, you were there? And then you become iconic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I'm, there's got there has to be a growth stage. But I feel like the fact she comes back for All-Stars, like... Well, I don't know. I've seen the All Stars cast; and it's a bit like random, but <laughs> I do think she must have made an impression in her season. Yeah. So, very excited to see more of Shawnee, and uh, of course, the big story here is that Paige and Shawnee, not Shawnee. I mean, it sounds the same when JLP says it, Shawnee and Shawnee, <laughs> but uh, Paige and Shawnee are. <laughs> I mean, they last way longer than I think they will. And I kind of love them as a duo, but uh, they are the ones to fall out. Liz tells them you got plenty of dead, you've got plenty of dead meat to cut off at the heroes. So uh, uh, we're, we're happy to see the heroes going, but uh, Liz, you know, interesting that these, <laughs> this pairing is, uh, is not going to make it out of this week um, because Paige immediately goes back and is fucking throwing Shawnee under the bus. Mm-hmm. Like, Sharni. That's what I meant. I was saying it in JLP's yeah. accent. Sure. <laughs> Stop doing accents. It's like uh <laughs> she's she's pulling she she pulled her feet away. Like the 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 absolute like steamrolling she did on this was just wild to see. It was like we didn't have to do, we didn't have to do this at all, but like Paige got I don't know whether she felt like she might have been in trouble for maybe like not being as physically strong as some other people in the tribe, or like maybe she was sensing that people were feeling rubbed the wrong way about her and she really wanted to throw someone else under the bus. I don't I don't know where it came from because to mm-hmm. me it came from nowhere. So random. And however, I rewound that shit four damn times. <laughs> Sharni dropped the block. <laughs> Did she? I, think- I couldn't really tell. It looks like it, it totally looks like Sharni did. It really does, but it doesn't matter. And the fact that Sharni looked steady, that she was saying to Paige over and over, like, if you need to drop, I'm here, whatever it is. Like, th- this this is a non-fact. This doesn't make any damn sense. And maybe Sharni didn't mean to. Maybe she just really was like, oh, her. this lady is crying because of her leg cramp. There's no way we're continuing on that. You know, subconsciously she stopped. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But if we do want to get technical, it does look like Sharni is the one who does it. It does. It really does. Okay. Okay. I'll rewind Still doesn't matter. And Flick doesn't think it matters, which is the fact that they also gave Flick a confessional to say this doesn't matter. <laughs> continues. Flick is winning. Flick is the winner. You think so? I. She is the most consistent to me in my mind of being the winner. Hmm. Okay. Why the hell's Flick even in this conversation? <laughs> you're right. You're like, right. You're I right. I just don't think this matters. I hear you. I hear you. I just feel like right now. I mean, right now she's not in a great situation coming into week four, but we'll mm. see. We'll see. Maybe she'll smarten up and finally work with George after all these years. But uh, what I do love is that the original plan here is to vote out Ben with Jerry as the backup, and. Finally, Nina comes out of nowhere to like fill Sharni in on this. And Sharni's like, I didn't know that was, I didn't know Jerry was going to be the split vote. And mm-hmm. so uh, with that information in hand, we have uh, everything set up for tribal council where 
hey, back to back episodes. We've got like queer excellence playing idols here. <laughs> I don't know. If, yeah. Well, I won't disparage Ben, but like it was a good move on, you know, to save himself because he needed to. And yeah. uh, but he managed to not only save himself, but to get the vote changed from Jerry. The split vote changed from Jerry to Sharni. And I don't know how he did it exactly. I thought it was such well, I feel like I actually saw it happening with like during tribal. Nina specifically makes a face um when Sharni is speaking of like mm, I don't mm. like how Sharni's talking all of a sudden. And then we see it happen with Paige. And then we see like we see everyone's face kind of shift of you know what? Actually, Sharni is on some shit. She's crazy. <laughs> like, it kind of, everybody's reaction all of a sudden is very, very different because of Ben. Ben seemed a little bit cocky when talking to everybody. But you know what? He made it happen. He made it there happen. There is like a little bit of a rogue effect, I think, with Sharni because I don't think she knows what Survivor is. And oh, like, yeah. look, I love it when Chrissy does it. But when Sharni said that they're going to go to tribe council. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, babe, we are uh, no less than 40, 51 seasons in here. Like we, we can't be, <laughs> we can't be calling it tribe council. Yeah. And then um, what was it? Her, it's kind of like, Sharni put herself in this situation, sadly, by just saying, I'm not going to be somebody who lies, which that's fine if that's how you want to play the game, whatever, go for it. But by saying this, you're judging others who do lie, and they're going to take that personally mm-hmm. and be pissed at you. Yeah, um, It's fair to lie. Now, I lied a shit ton in my season, and I still feel strongly that I only told lies when I needed to. I didn't lie for the sake of lying. But some people lie for the sake of lying, and there's just as valid. That is fine. You can do mm-hmm. that. But I kind of personally judge it. I, you know, I think it's weird. And I'm sure somebody could be annoyed with me for feeling that way. Everybody has their own different thing. But for Sharni to just be like, I'm not going to tell a single lie, basically. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Bye. What's crazy about this whole thing is that I felt like Paige came out of this vote being like, I did that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> which maybe gave her the confidence that she needed to go toe-to-toe with Shawnee and George in the next episode that like as if she had any hope in hell like Mm -hmm. like a true that's a true David versus Goliath story of Paige (laughs) Paige is gonna take out George after what George just did I mean imagine if that actually happened like how disappointing but like i do think that there's a certain amount because she was so mouthy during this tribal council like she had that moment where she was like i don't give a fuck i'm gonna say what i want to say and uh and like just like talking shit about sharni and then ben gets the vote flipped onto sharni and then i feel like Paige leaves with her head held high being like well i did it Well, that's not going to last long, honey. No. <laughs> I'm glad she had that. It's, it's Count the small victories. Yeah. You know? That was nice. Okay, so we open episode nine with the Survivor Auction, and it's a pre-merge auction. So rare. Uh-huh. So rare. And uh, But before they even get to the auction, 
JLP is telling them to drop their buffs. The long-awaited tribe swap is here. And we have, well, I don't know if I have the tribes right. <laughs> We've got on the villains, <laughs> Nina, Sam, Liz, David, Sean, Simon, Jordy, Haley. And on the heroes, we have Ben, Jerry, George, Shawnee, Maddie, Paige, Flick, Stevie. I got that right. Look at me. Sure. Okay. There's an auction twist here because they will be uh, bidding individually and winning individually, but they are using a tribe pot of money to do that with. And they quickly figure out that that's $320 per person, max bid, which they absolutely do not stick to whatsoever as they're bidding $500 left, right, and center after the first couple. Um, what do you think about this pre-merge auction? Um, I mean, I think it's fine. I I like the idea of them being pitted against one another and the tension that could come up with two players on the same tribe being pitted against each other. You know, like, wasn't somebody else, was it Flick trying to go up against George? Yeah, for, yeah. You know, that... I'm more surprised we didn't get more content of the frustration of people spending more than they should have without asking for input. Yeah. I'm more frustrated we didn't get the tension of, well, fuck, I was trying to go for that. And fuck George. He's the one telling everybody how much they can spend. I tried to spend my money and then he outbids me. Like, what the hell's with him? Like, I feel like the entire setup of this auction for tensions to be raised, that portion of it flopped. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because it was a non-factor. No, Nobody, it didn't they, really didn't, they didn't run out of money. Not everybody got shit. And that was that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like all of a sudden, after all this discussion about the $320, it's like Sean just buys spaghetti for $500. <laughs> like, okay. I, I would pay $500 to feed Sean spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I wonder. I kind of wondered <laughs> if there was going to be somebody on each tribe that says, oh, let's give the big boys more money so they're mm-hmm. fed for an immunity challenge yeah. or something like that, yeah. which that was going to piss me off if they did that. That would piss me and off I, so much. And I kind of, because Sean has been trying to play a nice guy game, at least on the outside, I kind of wonder if it's left out of the edit that someone said, oh, no, he needs it, the calories. Yeah. I wonder if somebody gave him the permission to mm. go for that and we're just not seeing it. Because that seems very out of character for what he's trying to give off. Yeah, yeah. Because he's playing quiet villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like they have implemented some cool fixes to the auction where the auction, I mean, the reason I think that they haven't done it in the US is because it kind of got broken where everyone just saved their money for an advantage in the game and then it was tied and they'd have to do this rock draw to see who was going to get it and that's like very anticlimactic but here we've got a scroll that wins ben an onion uh we've got just like (laughs) misdirects right and then yeah um the really good prizes that like they are shown uh like the well not all of them but the phone call home like that is shown we get this great moment between jordy and maddie god i was crying so i didn't even know maddie was expecting a kid (laughs) yeah i didn't even know maddie was on the show i David still hasn't had a confessional. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed that. I enjoy, I enjoyed the setup of all of it. I did have a moment of confusion with Ben getting that onion. Because I was like, why the hell is he going to try and eat this onion? Just cook it later. And then I remembered, per the rules of Survivor, 
you can't take any of this back. Yeah, I thought about that too. I was like, put it in your rice or like whatever with your beans, like give it a little kick. Uh, But yeah, of course they can't bring it back. I mean, remember Mm -hmm. when Eric Reichenbach was licking chocolate off of Sri's fingers. Uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it every waking hour of the day. Uh, the big story here, though, is that George wins a surprise party, and there are going to be lots of surprises at said surprise party. And he gets to bring two people, and of course, he brings Liz and Shawnee, which we talked about. Uh, wow, I did not expect this kind of surprise party. No, and Paige was furious she wasn't invited. Oh, the look <laughs> on her face. <laughs> what did she turn on red? <laughs> she got so mad. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny. George choosing these two to bring with him, I think avoided him a kiss of death in Australian Survivor. Because if you win the money, if you take the money, or if you win a car, you don't win Survivor. We've seen. Uh, Yes and no. Where's the no? (laughs) Well, see, like I did my homework this week and I listened to Talking Tribal. And on that, Shannon did a little history on the auctions and the curses and so obviously Khan is on that show and they talked about Khan winning the $60,000 publicly last season going home that episode. But actually Shannon educated me in Talking Tribal because I found out, it's a little bit of a spoiler for me because I do want to watch South Africa, that uh, the car curse was broken in South Africa in that somebody won the car and went on to win the game. Okay, so I'm still correct because I said the Australian Survivor Curse. <laughs> I literally said that. Well, I, okay. Like, okay. I wasn't listening to you, uh, but <laughs> as usual, but I will say that I don't know the history of the cash prize. Like, I don't know if cons was the first ever cash prize mm. or if there was others he, because he got a hundred K, right? No, 60, 60 it was the same, same prize. But just wild well, that George goes to the surprise because I thought when they were like surprise party with tons of surprises, I thought, oh my God, they're trolling them again. It's going to be bad. It's going to be like a clown sneaking over the woods to scare them. And I did kind of think it might be somebody from home. Oh, yeah. Okay. That would have been nice. Kind of thought that. Oh, I totally thought um, it was bad surprises. I thought it was going to be like rotten <laughs> food or like there's a, a bug in your food. You know what I mean? I know. It's 60000 and $60,000 and a fucking <laughs> idol. And good food that's heated. Yeah. <laughs> it's cooked. Camembert. I got a little annoyed with Shawnee um, saying, I was drizzling syrup into my mouth. And I was like, that's honey. You're drizzling honey in your mouth. And it's, I don't know why it just bothered me or something. I love that. that. I love that dripping that. down her chin. <laughs> like they went feral. <laughs> and I just can't believe, I just can't believe they just gave them an idol. Like it was wild. Like I love it. Like had anybody else gone, I would have been furious. But like the fact that they just go there and they're like, George. Thank you for making the best episode of this show ever. Here's $60,000 that you can keep a secret. And then here, just as a bonus, here's an idol for one of your friends. Now, I think they threw that in there because we had already established at this time that the heroes were in bad shape, uh, tribe-wise. They <laughs> oh, yeah. were not stacked. Oh, yeah. And, you know, let's just give George and Shawnee something since we know they're going to be a tribal tonight. And it's great because Shawnee has this secret idol now where 
Mm-hmm. She's got this idol that's shared between her friends, and then she's got this secret idol which she still has that nobody knows about. And like, mm-hmm. Shawnee is iconic. I get it. I get it. Uh, but speaking of the stacked heroes tribe, that sequence we get another meat tray sequence. About oh my god! The how the hot the guys are. This was this was better than the last one. Absolutely, absolutely. It was so, so thank good. you to the gay person who works at Australian Survivor. Wow, <laughs> wow, you did it. You I don't know what it. the equivalent no. of the Emmy is in Australia, but you deserve it. <laughs> what is it? Was it? Great. I'm gonna find out. I don't know. <laughs> like you know, they have the Emmys in America. They have the BAFTAs in the UK. What do they have in Canada? Uh, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just changed the name. They were called the Genies, actually, not to trigger you. Um, they oh. were called the Genies, but they changed it to like the fucking like a go- go- gobble gobbles or the. Go- the I, I honestly don't know what they're called. They're not called the gobbles. I don't know what they're called, but uh, they just all go to fucking Canada's Drag Race because it's the only show we have. Oh, and we have uh, <laughs> we have uh, uh, the Amazing Race Canada, which famously doesn't leave Canada. It just travels around. <laughs> you just fly around Canada, but for some reason you still need a passport. Uh huh. Because my boyfriend and his best friend were almost cast on that show. You have a boyfriend? Shut what? up. And uh, <laughs> and the friend didn't have a passport. And so she oh, had to like rush and get this. a passport. And like she didn't like get it in time. They didn't get their shit together in time. But I feel like they were going to be mm. on the show. Yeah. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It's Canada. It's Canada's got race, whatever. <laughs> Canada's amazing race, Canada. Canada's got race. <laughs> race, Canada. Well, there's drag race. Can- okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, that's all the shows we have, though. I'm dying. Like Survivor Quebec is starting soon. I and know. I just saw the first trailer for it. I have to do my Duolingo before I can watch it because because Quebec has this whole ecosystem of shows, reality shows of their own, where they have like my dear friend came in fourth place on mm-hmm. Celebrity Big Brother Quebec, but y- you can only watch these shows in Quebec. They are only in French. There are never subtitles to watch it in English. Like it is their own ecosystem. It's another, it's truly, they are one vote away from becoming another country. They've tried many times. It's not Mm. happened, but yeah, they really got their own thing going on there. Uh, Okay. So anyways, back to Australia where we have the meat tray. The big boys are happy to be together. And I love this thing about Jordy dumbing himself down (laughs) to talk to them. Like (laughs) that was brilliant. I loved that footy <laughs> oh yeah so sports mate yeah and he's like and they just like eat it up and they're like actually we like jordy yeah like they're not like getting the best showing do you know what i mean mm-hmm. i i yeah. do love this like role reversal thing that's going on where they're because last season it was very much like the men's alliance are dominant they're amazing you can't they can't be beat and this season it's like look at these dumb hotties yeah and you know it was really nice to see immediately that i mean sad for simon but what he felt was his way in what he felt was his um his backup plan those boys have no intention of working with him none Mm -hmm. it was it was kind of sad for him totally it's like he's been waiting his whole life for this moment they don't care yeah 
Um, we kind of skipped over the fact that Paige was uh, making sure, like, stopping everyone at the hero's camp from speaking, specifically Jerry, until she felt it was the appropriate time to tell everybody the rules or to let him speak of that camp. She, I could not do it. <laughs> she, I, she, she was driving me crazy. She was definitely giving me, um, like, Heather vibes. On steroids, because when I did get to the merge camp with Heather, Heather tried to do that and give us all instructions of what we do, how we're supposed to do it, what our tasks were, and it just never worked out. And I could see it really bothered her that nobody cared about her rules (laughs) of the old Luvu ways. Uh, Uh But Paige is intense. She wasn't going to. Yeah. Anyway. I just have one question. Uh Uh-huh. Who's Heather? (laughs) <laughs> i knew you were gonna do that now i will not be um enlightening you i will not be taking the bait i already got in trouble with heather she already does not speak to me so no <laughs> i will not let you <laughs> put me in hotter water <laughs> like when i see heather i just hear that you know that song that's like real women vote for trump you know that's <laughs> i do know what you're talking about <laughs> Okay, let's go to the immunity challenge. I just, all I have to say about this is that I do love that they caged up Shawnee and Haley and like just chucked them around and that they had the foresight to put a camera right in front of their face with like a fish eye. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Fantastic. Um, The villains win, the new villains win this. It's tricky that they're calling them heroes and villains still because it's like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, because like the villains win, but it's clearly George and Stevie that lose. You know what I mean? Who are OG villains, but now they're heroes. Yeah, but you know, I had I I had the same thought with uh, Blood versus Water because it wasn't the Blood Tribes and then the Water mm-hmm. Tribes. It like it made no sense in the first place. So. Yeah, it did. It, it literally made no <laughs> sense in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, let's talk about what happens at the villains camp after because the uh, meat tray at the challenge told Paige to get George out. And we know that when Paige sets her mind on something, she always gets her way. And so, <laughs> so Flick talks to Shawnee and George and Maddie joins in and they're, they're all like, yeah, okay, let's do Ben. Let's do Ben. They're, they're still on this old Ben plan. Which uh, all sounds great. Uh, but George is like, no, 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 no. This is too easy. And, you know, I feel like it, I feel like George is thinking that if Ben sticks around, that they can probably pick him up as a number. Like that, mm-hmm. I feel like, was what George was thinking, although we don't ever get that verbalized. But, you know, Shawnee and George are talking and, you know, it's hard to make up your mind when you're out there. And so what can you turn to? Well, there's always... The powers that are greater than us. And so they 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 look to the sky, right? And they ask I forgot about this. Well, what would God want? And after praying on it, George says, I don't think God likes Paige. <laughs> Literally. I don't know what is more iconic. I can't p- I, if I had to make a list of the top 10 iconic things George did in this week of Australian Survivor, like it would be tough. It would be tough to rank. But like I think I think this takes the top spot. 
I think this is more <laughs> iconic than the Tribal Council. I don't think God likes Paige. <laughs> like, what? It's so funny. It's so good. It's so good. And then so it's Shawnee, who's like, <laughs> I'm, I don't know what Shawnee's faith is, but she doesn't strike me as like a Christian woman. Do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> It's just like so iconic and to include it. And it's like, cause I feel like, I feel like it's the kind of thing Paige would take offense to. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I was pretty like, surprised it was in the edit. I was yeah. pretty surprised in the edit. It's so <laughs> funny. Like I haven't laughed at, I haven't laughed out loud at Survivor this hard. I, I swear to God in years. That is an iconic, <laughs> all time iconic moment. Okay. Yes. And she's and like, Shawnee's like, life is for living. so that's it they're ready to get Paige out and it's just about pulling together the votes and i think really the uh uh the the flip vote here the swing vote here is jerry right uh although it's not quite a swing because either way it's going to be the best they can hope for is a four four um because i think they're already having trouble pulling anybody else from the the OG heroes into this vote. And um, so they they really got to work over Jerry. And meanwhile, the heroes are like, they're not going with the original Ben plan that, that, you know, they told to George and Shawnee, they're actually going for George. And this is where mm-hmm. uh, f- both Flick and Paige really seem to believe that like, this is it. This is their opportunity. They're going to get the King of Survivor out of Australian Survivor and like it's all it's honestly sad to watch at this point <laughs> <laughs> I think George is in a safe space because he has his Spice Girls he has everybody this he's is got never Stevie to... yes he has Stevie yeah he has uh, Jerry well yeah it's, it's it funny like though like, it's just funny how but... what about that scene where Paige is talking to Jerry and she's like Okay, so what are you going to do tonight? And he's like, I'm voting. I'm voting for the other side. And she's like, Oh, great! Like, I, I, and did I read that? This how it was supposed to be read. I was also. It gave me pause. I was confused on what he meant. I was trying to figure out if he was just saying something in a way so he didn't have to technically lie. I didn't know if he was being brutally honest with her and being like, I'm voting with the other side, and she misread it. I actually, I didn't know how to <clears throat> interpret it whatsoever. Let's look at the way he voted, which was for the other side. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think he was telling her, I'm sorry, you don't have me tonight. But she <laughs> immediately did a confessional saying, I think we have Jerry. <laughs> so it's like, amazing. This is great. You're voting for the other side. I'm so happy. Yep. Uh, I do stand by the fact, look, I'm like really shitting on Paige here. Uh, and it's not just because God doesn't like her, but like I, <laughs> God might not like Paige, but I really like Paige. And I know that she's got like some problematic things going on in the trophy hunting and all that. But like, this is Survivor gold. Like, this is the characters I want on Survivor. Like, mm-hmm. I want Paige because like, look at the laughs we got out of this. Like, so good. It's pure gold pre-merge boot page icon she is she's in the hall of fame for me so of course at tribal council uh the og heroes are just like i feel like i feel like flick like this is the thing flick should know better she's got to like rein these people in because they're sitting there chit-chatting whispering into each other's ears it's so clear what they're doing no wonder why shawnee thought the vibes were off 
Uh, she's got all these people just whispering to each other and not trying to bring her into anything or like reassure her that what they're whispering about is the plan they told her. And mm-hmm. so very clearly she's got to play an idol. She plays it correctly for George. Thank God, mm-hmm. because that's a big question. It's like, how did she know to play it for George? I mean, obviously she's got great instincts. She may have heard something around camp, but like it's a big risk because what if, what if, what if whatever she heard was a misdirect and that they had all written her name down? Could you imagine that? Yeah. Yeah. I had a moment where I thought, is she going to play both idols? Oh God, that would have been sad. Would have been really sad, but she played it right. Not only did she save George, she gained the majority because Jerry had voted with them. So now they have a majority four or three in that tribe and it's looking good for the spice girls so far. Yep. 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 Wow. I would say three great episodes of survivor one absolutely transcendent episode of survivor this week i'm so excited to see where it goes do you have anything left to say wrapping a bow up on this week of australian survivor um i think it's going to be hard to top that i don't think it's necessarily a needed thing to try and top every single week you know like there can be weeks where Mm -hmm. we're just seeing gameplay but i think with the preview that you did not see they're trying to really hype up these cookies as if they're <laughs> just as big as George's uh, move. And I think we just need to accept that that might be the pinnacle of the season. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it was yeah. just so good and just enjoy the ride from here on out. I'm still very excited. I hope that Ben is in the game long enough. They're making it seem like Simon's in the game long enough to figure out what the cookie is. Um, they did not show a lot of footage of Ben in the trailer. So I'm curious if he's in the game long enough for both of these coins or whatever they are to be in the game and be known what they are. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of, that's my biggest thing in my mind. I hope these coins really deliver. <laughs> yeah. The way it's interesting because Ben them. was like, Ben was making a fake idol and now he's got like really something. If, if the coin is nothing or like he, at least he thinks it's nothing. What a great fake idol. All he needs to do is put mm-hmm. a bit of string around it. Yep. Looks incredible because yep. it is actually made by survivors. So uh, I wonder I wonder how Ben is hanging on to that, if he has plans for it. Maybe he's going to find out what it actually is. Um, will be very interesting. Oh, so Channel 10 is oh. doing a buff giveaway all of a sudden. So there are buffs out there. All I want to say, look, I'm not begging. Uh, yeah, I am begging. All I want to say is that um, Ricard has an Australian Survivor buff. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, you all could see his face don't have an australian survivor buff you know it's, a, it's just just my podcast uh but you know, uh, <laughs> look if, if, if anybody if anybody on the show anybody associated with the network happens Simon. to be listening to this you know an hour and 40 anybody. minutes in uh mm-hmm. i'm not tagging but I, 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 I would do uh, I, I would do a lot for that buff so so would ricard <laughs> Yeah, Ricard wants a second one. Sean just like would yes. like a uh, one. So um, we could share it. Yeah. I said I would pay $500 to feed Sean spaghetti. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going oh, whoa, to whoa, do. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's the emoji? Oh, I so have I an idea. I was just going to ask you. I was oh, just going to okay, ask you. So, okay. hey, you think, uh, what, what do you think? This is my first time? This is, hey, this ain't my first rodeo. This ain't my first rodeo. <laughs> <on my card. laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you go follow us 
on Instagram at dropyourbuffspod, where I'm going to post uh, some very fun screenshots from this week of Australian Survivor to promote this episode. And under those screenshots, you're going to comment which emoji, Ricard? Um, prayer hands, because God doesn't like Paige. Love that. Love that. <laughs> okay, very appropriate for the screenshot I have chosen this week. So, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss our upcoming episodes about Australian Survivor. Maybe we'll get some interviews this year because there's some people I would love to talk to and the questions are piling up. Uh, not Ooh. Paige. I don't know if I'm talking to Paige, but, um, you know, as, as the season goes on. Uh, <laughs> we could get hey. Shawnee. Shawnee? Oh, yeah. We could get her. Yeah. I would love to get Shawnee. Yeah. Um, but Sharni or Shawnee? Shawnee. Shawnee. Yeah, I would love, obviously, I'd love to get Shawnee. I almost feel like that I have to watch her first two seasons. Uh, uh, <laughs> we might have, I, I hate to tease something I don't have yet have uh, in the bag, but we may have some exclusive Traders US content coming to you soon. I can't say more than that, but we just may. So stay tuned for our social media for that. And hey, Survivor 44 is just around the corner. Ricard's coming to Toronto. We're going to go watch the premiere together. and At the Bryson Window event, if you're around. At that event, yeah. I'm not promoting yeah. another podcast event, but yeah, at that event. I know, but that's where uh, we're going to You can find be. it. <laughs> you can find it. <laughs> Ricard will be posting about it on his social media, I'm sure. And so we can... Uh, <laughs> Per my contract. We, we being Evan <laughs> and Sean will be back to talk Survivor 44. We're going to try to keep it positive here uh, and uh, we'll see how that goes. And that's it. That's all I got for you. Perfect. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Kisses. Bye.